Hey, it's Chris. A big thank you for listening to this episode of Candela. We love making the show for you, but it doesn't come together for free. One of the ways we're able to keep bringing the podcast to you for free, though, is through sponsors. And our partner for this episode is Honest Brew. Honest Brew has a range of over 300 IPAs, pale ales, lagers and more, which you can curate yourself online. So, during these... Unprecedented times, head on over to honestbrew.co.uk and get a big old case of craft beer delivered to your door. If you use the promo code CANDELA at checkout, you'll even get £10 off your first order. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Candela. I'm Christopher Hooten. I'm joined as ever by Alan Scheller. Hello, Alan. Hello. <laughs> Remarkably <laughs> straightforward for you today. Yes, hello. Um, shenanigans. Very good to be here. Very good to be with you as well. Yes. So today, we thought we'd talk about America, which I came, kind of came to me, I guess, because it's been election week and we've seen a, a hopefully peaceful transfer of power. Uh, yeah, that remains to be seen. It does, but yeah, I mean, it's just... Well, I'm obviously biased in this, because I love me some America, but, um, you know, it's the, the history of cinema is almost entirely in America. So many classic, both like portraits and street shots have been taken there. And I thought we'd just talk about like the kind of the allure of it, photographically and cinematically. So, I mean, you, you've shot over there a little bit, right? I sure have. It's uh, the most exotic place for an Englishman, I think, is America, weirdly, despite the fact that it's... Uh, the only thing that we really share in common is the language, I think. Everything else is just, it seems deceptively uh, familiar at the beginning. But then, I, yeah, just, just think that America is quite a wild and wacky, interesting place. It's just, it's so ridiculous. That is that is the appeal. It's it's, just, yeah, when, when it, it's amazing. It, it's like a sort of, like a when you go to like a dilapidated <laughs> fairground and you're like, what is going on? That's how I feel walking through it in the, in the nicest way possible because I love it, even though it's not very popular liking America at the moment. And I think a lot of Americans assume that everyone around the world hates them, but not the way for me. But no, it's just, it is, it's so like built for fun and everywhere you go. And it's, it's just something I think about the, the variance as well in, in just a way that we don't have over here. I was thinking, you know, it's a, it's a country, but it's like about, you know, it's like 50 countries in one and it's kind of the only place where you can drive between them. Well, it's and... a continent, isn't it, technically? <laughs> it is, yeah. But you just you get such different, different Proud vibes. Of my geography there from school. <laughs> and I guess that's one of the things I find a little bit frustrating about being in the in the UK. Not to not have got anything wrong with it, but there's a, like there's a this weird phenomenon where like people, if you're from if you're from Britain and you see a photo of like Liverpool, you tend to for the most part be kind of like, oh, it's just that's just there, but. Americans will appreciate other photos from around America and, and you know, see a photo in like Dallas and think that's fucking cool. But in a way that people don't, I think, think that about their own countries in other countries. But also Americans are way more proud of being American than I think Brits are these days of being, being British. Uh, they're just, they just love their country and they're so proud of it. And uh, I, I mean, it is such a hugely varied place. So the difference between London and Liverpool is quite different from the difference between New York and Montana, yeah. which is like a you know it's almost like a different world, uh, and that's the that's the thing that's so fascinating about America. I think is just how you could you could literally just stay there your whole life, and and many people do just stay within the states, mm. and 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 some people uh, there, there's I think there's I, I don't know if it's true. But there's a saying that something like ninety percent of Americans don't have passports or something, which I, I don't know if if that's true or not. Yeah. But I kind of get it. It's like yeah. you know you've got 
the desert, you've got the mountains, you've got the huge cities, you've got incredible nature, you know, Yosemite, you know, it's uh, all, yeah, it is I all always, there. I always find that kind of amazing. I have friends, you know, who are sort of in like, maybe they're in like the, you know, New York media scene or whatever and kind of, you imagine them to be quite worldly, and from when you speak to them, and then you're like, then they're like, "Oh yeah, I've not, I've not been to another country," and you're like, "Whoa, Whoa okay." Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know it's... what you mean. I, I sort of get it, but yeah, but I mean, it's 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 always been a a, a hugely interesting place for me to to take pictures. Uh, obviously, New York is um, world renowned as a hotspot for photography and also films. You know how many films have been shot in New York? Ridiculous amount, and financed through that mm. place in LA. Uh, but I've I've explored other areas, and I, I went to Chicago in February, and I, I found that to be such a cool place. Completely different vibe to to New York um, in a in a very good way, and just as interesting to shoot. Uh, and definitely a more friendly and more relaxed vibe than than New York. And I, as a street photographer, I found it more, yeah, just a, a bit more of a, a rhythm that's more comparable to London, actually. Really? Yeah, I've not made it to show you I'd like to. I guess the you know the fact that all their cities are built in grid systems as well can be fun for you to shoot. You yeah. Those and, really long shots all the way down, like about 60 blocks and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean... Being a, a cab driver in London is, I think, a lot harder than being a cab driver in a city in America. You've got some bendy ass. Yeah, streets. we've got some. Like our streets <laughs> are designed for horses, and so lot you know, lots of them are, are tiny little things and curve. You know, just after after spending some time out in America, when you come back to London, you're like, wow, this place is really cramped and spindly. Mm. But I mean, I. You've been all over. The, you've been to lots of places in in the states that I'd like. I mean, I've done kind of apart from Chicago, I've done like West Coast and East Coast. Kind of, I've been to Boston and DC and LA and San Francisco and places like that. And down that Highway One, which was incredible, doing that drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you've you've been to some more of the kind of small town stuff right yeah i like to as we've just, we've spoken about in this podcast i like to get off the beaten track and have that vibe of you know where people were like what are you doing here doesn't make any sense for you to be here but no yeah. i think the first the very first time i went i did a road trip across the, the deep south and um you know it's just i, I guess again because it's a, such a new country and doesn't have so much history that it has it is you know a nation of immigrants and this you there's such an influx of different types of people in all areas that make each place so defined. I remember the, yeah, the first time we drove through and I landed in New Orleans, I just, I was like, this place is like, this is just, this is my place. Like, this is, this is like home for me. I just really, really felt, felt that. Well, you've got a tattoo. I do. Yeah. yeah. The fleur de the Yeah. Which is everywhere. If anyone's been to New Orleans, you'll know it's like a, the, just on everyone's skin on all the buildings. Um, but yeah. And, and you know, that place is, I mean, the people are wild, but you know the the architecture is all very French, and it's just it's it doesn't look anything like anywhere else in America, and that's what's like so fascinating about it. And I remember I was in Cincinnati, and um, you know, have you ever heard of Cincinnati chili? Yes, this is really weird local dish, and uh, I remember going there and thinking, oh, this is probably you know a novelty thing that doesn't actually really exist. People just talk about it, but no, it's on every corner. And yeah. not and not in like a gourmet way. It's all like fast equivalent of no, like I've a KFC, it. but it's called like like you have like Skyline Chili is one of the brands, and on every corner there's one of these things, and everyone's sat there in front of a pat like a mound of chili and cheese. Yeah, it's 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 wild. I, I remember having a gumbo, 
when, when in, oh, uh, Dumbo's great. Yeah, I went to uh, to see Buddy Guy play at his club in uh, in Chicago, and the menu's all kind of deep south kind of food from where he was from, and yeah, I tried all that kind of stuff, and it was it was very good. That's the thing they've got. America's got so much variety in, in its culture that it's yeah it, it just I, I feel like i need to dedicate a good period of time and do that i think i think everyone always sees it from europe as a as a kind of thing a, you know a bit of a one of those things you've got to tick off to do a big road trip across america and see lots of different mm. things in the same way as i think in in america in, in the states everyone wants to come see paris and see london yeah and that's like the dream is to go to you know sit in paris for a week i can see that so well, the, I don't know. I'm half French, you know, and I, I just, oh, I don't know. Paris, I, I just don't get on with it that way. No, I, I don't. But I can see that the Euro trip fascination, I guess, is similar because obviously it involves traversing more water and getting more trains and stuff rather than it being a true road trip. But it is, it is also, I guess, Europe is also lots of these little, quite different communities in a, in a close space. Mm. Um, but no, I, I just, I just, I've always just found America so interesting, and even if you don't like it for whatever reason i can't really understand people kind of ignoring it well, like I, I, it's like even, yeah. even even if you don't necessarily like it i feel like surely you want to you need to see that stuff you know but so many people base judgment put judgment on on things and and have never experienced it uh i, I know lots of people who say oh america's this or americans are that or you know oh it's quite a british thing actually to say oh uh, Americans, uh, you know, like this, and and it's like, how much time have you actually spent out there? Yeah, and and some of them have never been, or yeah. they've been to New York on a shopping trip, and and it's just it's crazy. To I, I've always been of the belief that I I don't really properly form judgment on something unless I've experienced it myself, uh, especially in the age of things being so misleading online. Uh, <laughs> I, I tend to just not really believe stuff unless I've been there and seen it and made a judgment for myself. Yeah, this is just a stereotype, I think, especially in this country, of Americans being dumb. And in my experience, they've been most smart than most British people I've met. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> countries produce, I think they've got the most millionaires and entrepreneurs <laughs> and, you know, all the technology and medicine and everything that's coming out of the States is ridiculous to say that Americans are dumb. Yeah. If, in fact, I think, well, I think we're dumb. Like, look at some of the decisions our country made. Jeez. <laughs> there is definitely something about the, like, the architecture there and the kind of sprawling nature of the urban environments. I think particularly in photography, when you think of, like, William Eggleston and Stephen Shaw and Joel Merowitz to some extent. There's, yeah. You, there are so many shots that you see that they might involve people that are based around those big kind of, like, monolithic, facades of buildings and stuff yeah. and i don't i don't know what it quite what it is about that that just it immediately like screams cinema or photography for people yeah well again it's the allure of the states as well like, i think that's why everyone loves ansel adams's work so much is because one of their beautiful pictures and but it's such a he's connected i think he i might be wrong but i think he sold more prints than any other photographer of, of all time mm. And so to do that, you've got to get out of your own country's market. So for some reason, those pictures of Yosemite have connected and, and all his other work, uh, but mainly the stuff in in that park that he's famous for, uh, seem to just resound with people around the world. And it is quite, when I look at those pictures, I see it's, it's a super 
American thing that he did <laughs> in a way. It was, it's such a <laughs> it's such a patriotic thing. Like you, you wouldn't, I, you know, I, I don't see many photographers from the UK going to like Epping Forest or like to, yeah. like to the Peak District and being like, "Look at our mighty mountains." It, Whereas, may, it makes me think of like um, I've always had the I've had it's been such a lovely experience like in, in America more so than other places where when I've gone to a maybe not even a city but definitely a town. And you get talking to someone there and they're like, right, I'm, I'm going to show you my town. And then they just, they just take you out for hours and, you know, you end up on some rooftop somewhere and you just see all of this interesting stuff because they just feel this innate need to show you. Even if they don't think it's great what they've got, they need to yeah. show you their place. And I feel like Ansel Adams in a way was being like, look upon Yellowstone Park, look at this incredible stuff. Yeah, well, he, he uh, I can't remember which president it was, but Ansel uh, is largely responsible for having that park protected for life. Because president at the time, I think, was going to develop part of the of the land, mm. and he sent this president um, a book on it. And the legend is that the president looked at the book and was so blown away by the work, he just said how you know, and then just made like protected it, which is interesting because you know a lot of uh, photojournalists spend time trying to make a difference and tell stories around war tours. And I think, I can't think of a single photographic act that did more than that, you know, to actually get a, a huge area protected. Yeah. Like based on some photos. Yeah. That, that That's a really, for me, I found that, I found that really inspiring for the kind of power of photography, if you like, because, you know, most photos don't, are never going to do much, but every once in a while, it's quite amazing that things can change because of photos. And that's nice. I like. I I like to believe that's true. Yeah. Well, like, is there any way you particularly be interested to head? I know we've spoken about going to the, the south together, but yes. Well, I, I remember you sent me a message when you were in New Orleans, saying you've got to come out here, man. You love it. <laughs> you you absolutely love to shoot here, man. It's crazy. Everyone's crazy. You, 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 said, you said something like everyone's just like completely bonkers but like cool and has got a story to tell everyone is wo- wounded as hell like you know whether it's Katrina or otherwise everyone's yeah wounded there and everyone, everyone works in a bath eight hours drinks in a bath eight hours sleeps for eight hours and then just does it and goes around again it's very uh, intoxicating <laughs> yeah sounds sounds like a good way of life to be honest yeah but no it's it's, it's, it's fascinating and I think I guess like particularly for a photographer, the variety of life and the variety in countries is kind of what you're celebrating. And that's can, that's like a tricky thing going forward. I actually think about this a lot. In the, in, there's this like inherent struggle between the fact that we all want, I think we all want the world to be bigger and we all want people to be able to move around where they want to be able to move around, move to what countries they want to be able to move to. But how do you, you do that without losing... The, the kind of you don't want the world to become kind of like homogenous because that that is the kind of the the joy isn't it of, is going to different places and, it, and having yeah. a different feel to them yeah it's an interesting topic actually because I, I remember going to going to cuba and and people saying uh oh you've got to go to cuba before you know it becomes too americanized and you know there'll be a freaking 7-eleven here in no time and mm. and a burger king or whatever and but I thought, you know, that's that's kind of, yes, that, that's quite a simplified way of looking at it. You know, obviously Cuba isn't the most wealthy place. And I thought if, you know, I'm sure that, that 
it would be a, a beneficial thing to have some more infrastructure there and that benefit. <laughs> yeah. And yes, maybe holiday goers and photographers will be sad because they're no longer these amazing dilapidated looking buildings. Maybe they'll start getting uh, patched up. And there is something sad about that from an aesthetic sense, but it's quite a selfish thing to think because, you know, it, it, it's the same in China. It's like, oh, the tradition's going, they're making, built, you know, everything look like the West. It's like, well, that's that's economic progress you know yeah. that, that's kind of you can't say oh you know we will live like this but we want you guys to stay as you were a hundred years ago just so that we can enjoy it for, for a week where we want to go do you, do you know do you no, get I, know. I totally know what you mean yeah i think that's and and, yeah. and so yeah they're, they're, I, i'm always a bit i'm always a bit confused in two minds about homogeny because obviously it's it is it's sad and you know, so sometimes I feel like when I'm traveling, uh, like I, I remember getting off the plane the first time I went to Hong Kong. Uh, I got off the plane and the, I just thought the airport was exactly the same as Heathrow. It was almost like I'd flown around in a circle for t- for 11 hours and then landed. All, yeah. the, all the adverts were the same. Everything was in English. All the shops were exactly the same. You know, Rolex and this and that. And mm. uh, it wasn't... And then, and then I went to Kowloon which again it was like the same thing. You got Chanel shops, and it, it was just like, wow, this didn't feel as as uh, huge a, a a cultural impact, you know, like difference that I was I was kind of expecting. But obviously, after exploring, I found on, on the outskirts of town you find lots and lots of really super interesting things and markets and all that. Uh, but it is a bit like that in the states, I suppose. Uh, at least the places I've been, which have been the kind of big built-up cities. Uh, but but they all have their own character, definitely. And Chicago in particular, I felt had its had a really really nice. Uh, I I kind of assumed it would it would be kind of like New York for some reason. Yeah. And I felt like that about Boston as well. I just assumed that Boston was going to be a bit like New York, and it was totally different. Uh, and DC is a weird place. I've not been to DC. I've been to Boston. I couldn't get into Boston. To any any listeners from the great state of Massachusetts, I'm sure it was just my ineptitude at uh, going to the right places. See, but. I, I for the first four days I I was there I I was really I wasn't very happy about it. One, it was like minus fifteen degrees. <laughs> it was freezing, absolutely freezing. It was in January, uh, like not this year, last year, and um, so that was difficult. And it was really grey, and it wasn't really raining. It was just cold, and so I couldn't really get. But then for some reason, I was there for a week, and then the last three days I just loved it, and I started seeing photos everywhere and I got really inspired by it I don't know why but I I, I felt like I didn't want to leave uh, so soon kind of thing and that I wanted to explore more mm. uh, but it's weird how that happens sometimes because I've been to New York so many like loads of times now and sometimes I'll go there and just feel just a bit annoyed by the place and like it's I, I feel like New York is similar to London except for London's a lot more polite <laughs> in, in its delivery of life. It's is kind is of, it? A little bit, I guess. No, it really <laughs> is, man. Like, and I, I don't mean that in a bad way to New York, because I love New York. It's just so much more, like, just raw and aggressive, and, and, and it feels like here is, is it's quite slow in, in, in comparison. Mm. Um, yeah, it depends what mood you're in, I suppose. It's quite it's interesting, though, and, like, yeah... I, when I talk about like retaining the, the culture of places, I guess that's why like I like to sort of assimilate when I go to places. If I'm in Japan, I like I want to wear a kimono or a yukata. If I'm you know, 
Um, but at the same time, yeah, things do change and it's not always a bad thing. And I think we're seeing that in America a lot at the moment where like a lot of people are, are leaving New York and LA right now, which yeah. is, which is fascinating. Like those, particularly those two cities, you know, yeah, have just yeah. been like culturally so significant kind of like poles of the world for quite a while. Mm. And now, you know, the, I mean, the film industry has been leaving LA for a while and shooting in Louisiana and all over. Um, but I mean, people are kind of being priced out. New York now is so expensive. And then, New York is absurdly expensive. It is. It's crazy. It's, I, I, I was thinking about li- uh, moving out there for a while, for like a year or two. And I could afford to live in the area, but it, it was like double prices in London. Yeah, it kills you. And and for slightly less. It's like, uh, yeah. and, and, and I remember looking at this apartment, and it was like, like $5,500 a month. That's just, you know, in London, for five and a half, for five grand a month, you, you, you're getting like a six bed massive townhouse yeah. like in Knightsbridge if you want and then um, like eating and drinking you know if you're in Brooklyn like I love it when on the menus they put like it's a salad and it's like 17.5 rather yeah. than because it was all like trying to disguise how hideously expensive it is oh that, and then you always get the surprise the like, surprise tip as well no no because they add on like the the vat don't they yeah. afterwards or, and, and then and then the tip maybe they'll do that with rent eventually it'll be like this is 5.5 that that's one thing i quite like about the, about the about london uh well the europe in general so it's like that's the price that's it you just kind of know what to expect but I suppose it's also down to the fact that the pound's doing so so bloody badly yeah. that America feels super expensive, which isn't America's fault. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. It's like, so there's, there's the kind of, yeah, there's the cost of living aspect. Then like, culturally and politically, it's so like oppressive in New York and LA. Like, it doesn't really matter whether you're right wing or left wing, but it's just, it's there's so much politics everywhere in every aspect of life that I think a lot of people are like, man, it would be nice to just... <laughs> Well, I, I, I think about that for a while, and I think that's causing people to leave as well, which is interesting. Yeah, well, I remember last time I was in LA, I was at, at this hotel after a bit of day shooting and having a beer with a friend, and this lady came and sat with us. She was about, must have been in her seventies, and just started talking to us. and And you know, being in LA, it's, it's meant to be a very liberal place historically, isn't it, in terms mm. of voting? And and she started talking about how much she supported Donald Trump and. Everyone just started like turning around, like all the other tables, and was like they were they were American. They were all like quite appalled at what she was saying. She wasn't saying anything particularly outrageous, you know. She wasn't talking about her thoughts on migrants or, or anything like that. She was just saying that she was a Trump supporter, and and it was like this real in like anyway. The the point being that that wouldn't happen over here <laughs> at all. No, that, that's such a, that's such a new thing as well. It's such a shame. Like uh, I have this overriding memory of, I guess well, it must've been probably about like 2009, 2010 or something. But I was in this uh, beach bar in Alabama on the, on the, if anyone gets a chance to go on the border of uh, Florida and Alabama is a bar called the Florabama, uh, which makes is, sense. Makes it's, sense. yeah, it's this big beach bar by this, by the sea. And uh, on, they, they toss, mullet fish over the state line once a year and like have loads of country music there it's like the most like redneck place you can go to but i remember speaking to this old like couple on the beach and talking about how like if i lived here you know, i'd probably vote for obama and they were like you know we were like romney or whatever and they were just like i respect that <laughs> we just carried and had a nice conversation oh, and good. that was, that was so nice and i'm not sure if that would happen as much nowadays which is a shame <laughs> well i mean yeah it's all getting just completely hyped out yeah. of control isn't it over, people, over here yeah. as well but people moving to different parts is interesting you know i think more broadly even outside you know outside of america too yeah after this 
like weird year we've had and like the pandemic once eventually things are kind of come back to normalcy i think there's going to be a really really interesting vibe in the world i think is everyone's kind of going to give a little bit less of a shit be kind of bought into their own kind of shtick yeah less and i think people are going to be partying a lot and i think people are going to be <laughs> traveling a lot and just kind of like being like i want to see the world a little bit i hope so i hope so i hope so um yeah or, or it could be the opposite. I think some people are never going to want to stand within two meters of another human ever again. Yeah, no, they've, got, they've got so used to the isolation that yeah. they're just like agoraphobic kind of. Yeah, I've always found the underground. I love shooting on the underground, right? And I love shooting on the on the on the subway in in New York. Right? Mm. I've spent I've spent hours down there. Um, but beings like sardines in in a train carriage i've never enjoyed that and and it's largely because of the germs thing and it's like i, I, just, I can't help but think that i'm getting ill i never and, ever think that i don't particularly like being packed in with people on train but i never think about the germs no i know you don't it's like that time you licked a train window when you were drunk <laughs> oh man that was appalling that was appalling i, I was almost you sick s- in my mouth <laughs> You say that, but maybe that's why I have the most incredible antibodies. You know, he does. He does. Chris, Chris <laughs> never. Yeah, I've, I've, I've shared a meal with him where I got food poisoning. We had, the, we shared the meal, and he didn't. And he was, he was like, "Oh, fine, not, not even a, a rumble." And I was down for like two days. So, so fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Still. You can't edit that bit. No, sure. I, I'm I, proud of that. Well. I, it, uh, by the way, it was the outside of the train window. It wasn't the inside. It, was, it, it was from outside. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> and, and I could see the mark where it, it, the black soot and like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, America subway is great for shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Also, you get the, the drivers leaning out the window and be like, hey, guy, can you get back from the edge of the platform? I, I got, I got one the, of my uh, favourite shots on the subway from exactly that. <laughs> yeah, how did it happen? It was in, it was in Grand Central Station. Yeah. On, on one of those uh, the platforms that takes you out of, you know, into like, uh, I think it was going towards Philly, uh, this train. I might have got that completely wrong, but I think it was. And, and the driver, I was standing there and everyone was on the train and... I was standing there and he, he leant out and he was like, do you need any help, buddy? Kind of thing. And I was like, just started taking pictures of him and he was like, what? But he actually, I think he got it. Because yeah. he dived back in to the cab. And I swear, I didn't ask him and he came back out with his hat on and he put the hat on. And, lent, and, <laughs> and, and it was so smooth. He leant out the window as the train was like, slow, like pulled away and he was just there just staring at me. And I, I got the shot. <laughs> Um, that's another thing is like as well as all the the beautiful kind of the tacky facades you get but the interactions between people which is very palpable in there and which is why you know when you think of a lot of Joel Merritt's shots they got all of these people living like shouting each other gesticulating more so than they probably would yeah that's what yeah I love his his uh, they're almost like uh, paint renaissance kind of style there's like so much stuff going on these people interlinked um (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know the, the the pictures from New York in that time looks look quite different to anything I've seen from stuff shot over here, for example. Yeah, it it must have been a great great time to have been a street photographer. Seventies man. Yeah, I I would have just we would have fit right in. Look at our hair. <laughs> we would. I love guitar. Love drinking beer. Love taking photos. <laughs> I would have, I, that's that's all that the seventies was, right? It's true. <laughs> 
In its own, in its own way, uh, I think this period will look as defined, even maybe even more so, just probably not as fun looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, remember this time where everyone just was just stood there like staring at their phone. Like that was that's weird. <laughs> mm. Yeah, worrying about if they've offended someone or to try looking for something to be offended by. <laughs> yeah. It's so we live in like a Puritan austere time. It's 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 almost gone full circle. We do, yeah. It's like the opposite of the sixties. Yeah, and then eventually there's going to be some a new, a re. Uh, this is what I'm saying. It's coming. It's coming down the pipe. It's, <laughs> it's new not. Whatever. It's yeah. not. It's not yet. Not, not yet. yet. No, we'll, we'll be old. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's like people of my dad's generation who are like, "Yeah, sixties are cool, man." Like we're gonna be living in probably a cool time, being like, God, thank God, thank God, our, our youth's over. We're gonna be like, oh man, two thousand tens were uncool. <laughs> Back in my day, it was really not fun. <laughs> so uncool. Great story, Granddad. Honestly, so uncool. In the twenties, forget about it. Forget about it. There you go. I, I said I was gonna get some of my American accents in. Good. Well, hopefully we'll be like sprightly enough or have enough like biotechnology or to be able to enjoy ourselves in our 70s or 80s. It's just, yeah, I, I really hope you're right and that things do get more interesting. And, and you know, going back to America, I'd, that's where I, I, I want to go to like the busiest place possible as soon as this finishes. <laughs> I, I want to go to like Mumbai or yeah. back to New York or something and just sit there. In, in like Times Square and just watch all the people and be like, yes, this is good. Clam, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. surrounded, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd have actually won that? <laughs> I know, I hate Times Square. It's the worst <laughs> bit in New York, but I want to go there now. I just, oh, it's, it's getting to me now. Well, we're in, the, we're in that home straight, hopefully, dear friend. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully you're right. All right. Well, until next time. Yes, until next time where it will be probably a bit more focused on photography and cinematography. But I've enjoyed it. No, I've enjoyed it. No, no, I I think it's cool. I've enjoyed it. It's good to take a little left turn occasionally, I think. I agree. When I saw your message saying, should we do an episode on America? I went, (laughs) my first thought was, why? That's not a photographer or a cinematographer. Then I thought, no, he's right. That's a cool topic. So thank you, Chris. (laughs) There's a little insight into how episodes come together. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally us. Probably hungover, <laughs> sitting there like, oh, how about him? Hoping the other person's not like, nah, it's going to be shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which has happened. We should, get some, we should field some more um, suggestions, though, because they've been good in the past. So. Yes, feel free to send yeah, in send any. Uh, in. Please do, because we, we have done a few episodes now based on, on uh, suggestions, haven't we? Yeah. Allows us to feel less guilty if it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, till next time. All right.